the one thing of the most importance during the season of Lent is that of prayer. Right, of raising our minds and our hearts to God. Of thinking more about God. And this is exactly what the devil does not want us to do. Right? He wants us to be focused or maybe even obsessed with our problems, with our difficulties, with the faults of other people. Because the less we think of God, the less that we spend time with God. The less we spend time with God, the less that we'll trust God. And so the devil's trick is to make us think more and more about ourselves and less about God. God wants us to trust him without reserve. I think that's a big takeaway from our first reading with Abraham. Where Abraham does not withhold his own son. God wants us to trust him without reserve. But when we sin, we make a deliberate choice not to trust God. We make that deliberate choice to say, Lord, I know these are your commandments. I know these are your teachings. But I don't trust that you'll provide for me here. In turn, sin enslaves and it poisons our heart with mistrust. St. Paul today gives us a battle plan against the devil. A plan to foil the devil's plan against us. And with this one line that St. Paul gives us, I think we can put great trust in God. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? And to prove this to us, Jesus gave himself into the power of Satan to give of himself as a ransom for us. And then by his own resurrection, he proves that he has victory even over death itself. It's why we can trust in him. Because of he, he gave of himself to such a great price to purchase us. When we remember that God, with his infinite power, his infinite mercy, is on our side. That he is for us. Then all our problems, all our anxieties, all our difficulties look entirely different. Thus, I should be able to say more easily, Jesus, I trust in you, and I will follow you wherever that may be. In our own culture, individualism is so ingrained that it makes, us, it, makes it even more difficult for us to trust in God. This culture has taught us from a young age that we have to earn others' approval and love through our achievements, through our behavior. And then when we fail, 
which inevitably happens, we resent the very people that we were trying to please. This same pattern gets transferred to God. We think that Jesus will reject us unless we're an A-plus Catholic. But brothers and sisters, this, that's not a Christian attitude. It undermines my trust in God. Gives me this feeling that God's waiting for me to fail. All God wants is our trust in Him. St. Francis de Sales provides a wonderful reflection and illustration of how we should trust in God who has done so much to gain our trust. He reflects and tells us to think of a little child who walks with his father. And while that child walks with his father, he'll place his hand in his dad's hand. With the free hand, the child is still able to do things, pick up sticks, throw rocks to skip in the pond, pick berries, whatever it may be. But St. Francis de Sales continues and says that this should be the image of how we live our life with God. That I keep a hold of his hand while I'm doing my daily task. But like a child, I should make it a habit to look back up at God every so often. To be reminded that he's there with me that he cares for me, that he's well pleased with me. What does this mean though to keep a hold of the hand of God? Obviously there's not a physical hand that I'm holding. What this means is that we pray regularly, we receive the sacraments, we obey the commandments, we obey the teachings of the church. To let go of his hand would be to be disobedient, to sin, or to enter into spiritual sloth or laziness. I'd like to conclude with three steps in how I can grow in trust of God. So first step, to examine my hardships to look at those things that are most difficult in my life. Look at those areas in your life that you find it hardest to trust God. Maybe that's work. Maybe that's family life. Maybe that's your marriage. Or maybe it's something else. Then looking at those areas, ask this question. In this particular area of my life, am I keeping all the commandments? Am I keeping all the teachings of the church? Or I could say it in another way. In this area of my life, am I holding on to God's hand? Or am I trying to control it on my own? 
to make a special note of those areas in my life that I'm not trusting fully in God. Step two, go to confession. In a good confession, God cleans off the spiritual grime that's built up by our habits, by our selfishness. Right? He's able to wash us clean of our selfishness and move us with his grace towards trusting him, trusting him more and more each day. Step three. Confession doesn't end the battle. We have to make that choice to resist. And so step three is that I make acts of trust during the moments of fear and stress in my own life. This can be as simple as saying a short prayer in those moments that I find it hardest to trust. Whether this be a moment at work, an argument with, a spouse, with your spouse, whatever it may be. Right? To take a moment to tighten my grip on God's hand and to say, that prayer, say a prayer. Maybe something like, Jesus, I trust in you. You can handle this. Show me what to do. Every time we celebrate this Holy Mass... Jesus Christ renews his commitment to us again and again. What our call is to do, to do is that when we enter into that mystery, that we renew our commitment and our trust in him. After all, if God is for us, who can be against us?